And may I just remind you of this, that when Jacob came to the end of his days, for people that don't know the story, even though Rachel was beautiful, he didn't ask to be buried with Rachel. He asked to be buried with Leah, the very one that he didn't want in the beginning. Because you don't always recognize your harvest, because your harvest may not have the length and the texture of hair that you want. Your harvest may not have that makeup on at the time. They may not have on the, the tailor-made suit. They may not have on a design, have a designer pocketbook or, or wallet with them. They may not be driving what you think. But you see, you gotta. God will send you something that you got to help make. That's what seed is. Seed is all about that. It is you got to sow this thing and then grow this thing. You got to grow your own harvest. Most people don't recognize harvest when God sends harvest their way because you pray for harvest and God answers that prayer by sending you seed. He gives seed to the sower and then bread to the eater. But bread is always made by process. You get bread because a sower sowed seed and watered that seed and harvested the wheat and then ground that wheat and then baked the bread. It's always made by process. God doesn't just rain down bread from heaven. In fact, what is called manna, the Bible says that it looked like coriander seed. It looked like a seed. And they would actually take the manna and roll it and make it into a bread-like substance. So God rained down stuff. And if you don't recognize the harvest because you ask God for transportation and then you didn't recognize the hoopty as a blessing. <laughs> you know, God blessed me with a car. And it's like, you know, when transportation comes, you don't always recognize it. You don't always recognize it. You'll be surprised. You will be surprised. And so I think that God does something special in us that helps us, gives us a grace. You've got to be able to look through the eyes of Jesus and see what people can become because some of you have been overlooking your treasure. You've been overlooking your harvest because it didn't look the way that you expected it to look. But real harvest takes time. And I want to encourage you this. Harvest takes time, so give it a little space. Give it a little space. Listen, the difference between nowhere and now here is a little space. You see that? The difference between nowhere and now here is a little space. And, and while you might feel like I am nowhere, I haven't gotten anywhere in life, Lord, I'm nowhere. Give it a little space and bam, now here. Start it from the bottom and now here. Isn't it amazing? The difference between nowhere and now here is just a little space. Just a little space. If you, if you just give it, and this is all that the writer James is encouraging the believers. He's saying, give God some space to be able to work this thing out in your life. Because there's a seed that is unfolding. That you've got a seed in the ground. If you've got a seed in the ground, you ought to be able to rest. Remember, you measure the success of your day not by the harvest that you reap, but by the seeds that you sow. Because when you sow a seed, you are scheduling a harvest. Every time that you sow a seed, you are scheduling a harvest. I want you to take a look at this little video. This is a time lapse showing how a pea grows. Notice this. And notice how the roots start growing down before the fruit 
starts growing up. Now, this is time-lapsed. And all of this is happening under the surface. You can't even see anything happening. You see roots growing down. You see roots growing down, and then it begins to surface above the ground. But there's more under the surface than what's above. And while you're waiting, God's letting things go down to secure your life so that when the fruit comes, you've got a support system and it doesn't break you. That's just a, a view of what happens with time. Now, let me ask you this question. Which would you rather have, $100,000 given to you up front or a penny doubled every day for 31 days? And most people that I know would take the 100000 up front. Then have a penny double every day for 31 days. But can I tell you this? If you chose the penny doubled every day for 31 days, in 10 days, you will have a whopping $5.12. That's in 10 days. In 20 days, though, you got $5,242.88. But did you know if you do the math of just doubling a penny a day for 31 days, on day 31, you'd have $10,737,418.20. I know I've done the math. I've done the math. I'm, t I'm telling you, a penny doubled every day for 31 days. Now, I know a, a whole lot of folks in here probably would have walked off with that $100,000. But after you do the math... A penny double, a penny double. On day 30, is only five million and some odd dollars. But day 31, I'm just telling you. And that's why God says, be not weary in well-doing. Like as the farmer is patiently waiting for the seed, because you're just wondering, Lord, like I'm dealing with pennies now. I'm dealing with pennies, Lord. How long is this thing going to take? It looks like my little effort is not paying off. But I'm just telling you, God has given us a seed, and in the seed is the power of multiplication. And it may look like it's nothing, but just give it some time. Give it time. And see, the 100,000 was just blowing the other one out of the water up until the 20-something day. It was blowing it out of the water. And sometimes you'll look at somebody else and look like everybody is passing by. You look like everybody else is being blessed. And these folks, you're the same age, and they got three and four times as much as you do, and you don't have anything, and you've been trying to do what's right, and then the devil is trying to tell you that what you're doing does not matter. He's using that to discourage you, and that's why the Bible says, be not weary. Don't get discouraged when you're doing what is right. Don't give up. Don't lose heart. Don't faint. Keep doing it. Notice St. Mark chapter 4, verse 26 through 29 in the English Standard Version. And he said, the kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground. He sleeps and rises night and day, and the, the seed sprouts and grows. He knows not how. The earth produces by itself, first the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. But when the grain is ripe, at once he puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. There's coming a reaping time. But notice, he sowed the seed, and notice what he did. He rises night and day. He goes to bed and gets up, goes to bed, gets up, goes to bed, gets up, night and day, night and day, night and day. And it says it sprouts and it grows of itself. 
It says the earth produces by itself first the blade. It's a process. It's gradual, 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 then sudden. Gradual, then sudden. Gradual, then sudden. So he's saying don't be discouraged when it looks like you're praying. You're praying and praying and praying and it looks like it's not doing anything. You're serving, 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 and it looks like it's not doing anything. You're doing acts of kindness, and you're helping other people. You're giving your last, and it looks like you're not getting anything. He says, listen, don't be discouraged. Give it time. Give it time. Give it time. Harvest takes time. Notice Genesis 8, it just reminds us, while the earth remains seed time, and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. It remi- reminds us that, har- that ripening takes time. Harvest takes time. Remember what he said, James chapter 1 verse 4, he told us this earlier, but let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Remember, there are at least three things that that patience does. Patience educates us. Patience educates. It it educates. You need time because time educates you. It matures you. Uh, There are certain decisions that you make when you're 18 that you won't make when you're 35 because time has educated you and your values change. If you ask a five-year-old what he wants and a 21-year-old what they want, it's going to be different because time educates you. It matures you in what you ask for. Patience also eliminates things that you've outgrown. It helps to eliminate what you have outgrown. So that's why you have to give it time because there's some things that God wants to get out of your life. He wants to eliminate from you. And and, and then I'm so glad that patience exposes. Time exposes stuff that's not right for you. And time also exposes hidden treasure that you have on the inside, gifts, talents, abilities, graces that you didn't even realize that you had. You don't know what you can do until you've got to do it. Sometimes it takes time. You didn't even know what a a wonderful mother that you could be or a wonderful father that you could be until you had children. You don't even know what you, it'll expose a side of you that you didn't even know that you had. So time has the ability to educate us. He said, let it have its perfect work. These are three works that I know that time has. Patience educates us. It helps us to eliminate what we have outgrown, whether people, things, ideas. If you've outgrown them, it helps you to eliminate. I don't still wear the clothes that I wore when I was 12 years old. I've grown, so I've eliminated those out of my closet. I'm not waiting, hoping that I'll be able to get back in it. I'm not, I don't have anything to say, ladies. I don't have, I, I have nothing. I know you're going to get back in it. I know you've got five different sizes in your closet. I know you're going to get back in it. I know, I know. But patience educates, it eliminates, and it exposes. It exposes. I love that. You need to, you, if, if, if you're dating somebody and you don't know, give it time. Don't rush. Don't rush. Remember, patience is a secret weapon that forces deception to reveal itself. It is a secret weapon because you can only fake for so long. No lie lives forever. Time will expose it. Time will expose it. But it's wonderful to know that we pray for harvest, but God gives us seed. We pray for harvest. But God gives us seed. I want you to notice this in Psalm chapter 1, verse 3. 
He is like a tree planted by the streams of water that yields its fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. So there's a time. It's, 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 like, a, it's like a tree. We're like a tree planted by the rivers of water. It yields forth the season, its fruit in its season. Its leaf does not wither and all that he does will prosper. But it's a wonderful blessing. I would encourage you, never quit something with long-term potential just because you're having trouble dealing with the stress of the moment. Never. Never quit something with long-term potential just because you are having trouble dealing with stress of the moment. Never, never, never. Maturity takes time, and it requires an unhurried perseverance. Faithfulness can come no other way. You know, there are some people that I've heard say that it took 10 years for me to change. No, it didn't take 10 years for you to change. You could have changed at any moment. It took you 10 years to recognize that moment. You can change whenever you decide that you are ready to change. May I say this to you? The difference between who you are and who you want to be is what you do with the time in between. The difference between who you are and who you want to be is what you do with the time in between. Every time that you attempted to quit, remember why you started. Every time that you are tempted to quit, and you will be tempted to quit, remember why you started. Every time. Just remember that. Every time that you're tempted to quit, remember why you started. Just remember why you started. Have that in your heart and say, God, I've sown some good seeds. And I'm going to wait for my harvest. I'm not going to allow the frustration of the moment to get me out of where I am. I'm going to wait for the precious harvest and that God will actively allow you to participate in the reaping to where you will thrust in the sickle and reap. There's something that needs to be reaped in your life. And God will give you a cutting edge You need to ask yourself, God, what is my cutting edge? It may be your dazzling personality. But whatever your cutting edge is, you need it. God has given each person in the earth a cutting edge. Use it. It may be your IQ. It may be your sense of humor. It may be your ability to cook. It may be your dance. It may be your gift to sing. But whatever it is, Use it. It's a cutting edge. It's designed to be able to reap a harvest. There's a harvest out there, but if you don't have a cutting edge, it'll rot in the field. I cannot tell you how many talented people that I have watched who had the potential of having something that could have produced income in their life, and they never produced it because they never sharpened their cutting edge. You have to thrust in a sickle in order to reap Reaping is active. It is not passive. Reaping is not ripe cherries falling off of a tree into your bag. You have to go up and climb for it because if it is turning loose itself, it's overripe. You have to go and thrust in the sickle. 
You have to pull the apple. If the apple is falling to the ground, it's rotten. You have to recognize the timing for reaping. You got to know when the time is right. And may I just tell you this, it's the same as a fisherman who's going out fishing. He goes in at high tides. There are certain times, certain hours that the fish bite. And there are other times, this is not a good time to fish. You'll be out there, but your pole will just hang it in the water. You got to know when the, the reaping season is, when the, the prime time, that there are certain windows of time during the day. Sometimes it's early morning. And if you're there at the reaping season, when, when it is ripe for harvesting, you thrust in your sickle. It's called a fish hook. And then you pull it in. And I pray that God will give you a discernment to be able to know the season for your reaping because it's reaping time. There's a, that, that it takes a discerning of the Holy Spirit to know when you ought to reap. You have to know when is reaping time. And when you've sown good seeds, seed, time, and then harvest. Don't be afraid to reap what you have sown for. There's a harvest available for you. And the harvest is God's reward of your not giving up on faith. Because every time that you sow, you're scheduling a harvest. And how ridiculous is it for us to schedule the harvest and walk off from our field and never reap what we've sown? Don't abandon the field that God commanded you to sow in because it is in that field that he will honor you. There are some times that God will surprise you and allow you to reap in a field that you've not sown. And you're reaping a blessing that somebody else sowed for you. Sometimes it's a mother and a father or a grandmother and a grandfather that have sown seeds and God's promise was the debt was to their seed. And you'll watch what God will do in the life of someone else because of somebody's faithful sowing. But somebody is depending on the seed that you are commissioned to sow because a reaping time is coming. And in it is a reward to be able to bless your life in a wonderful way. I pray that you got something out of the word of the Lord for today. I read a dude.